the work that we've done during a very, you know, vulnerable time, the success is reached out there. And since reopening again, seeing those clients that have lost weight, they've got their gut health back on track, they've got their relationships in order, um, they've not got anxiety, they've not got stress anymore, they're going to toilet properly. Seeing that has made such a massive difference. In this episode of Spotlight, we talked to Michelle, founder of Eternal Being, a fantastic business based out at Enderby, offering a real broad spectrum of holistic therapy for dealing with anything from bloatedness through to anxiety and depression. Hi, my name's Michelle Geverty Corns. Um, I'm the founder of Eternal Being Detox Clinic. Um, we specialise in digestion complaints. Uh, with the gut um, and many more things that we do within the clinic like blood testing, um, looking at people's lifestyle, more importantly we do clinical counselling and we have been doing this for over 20 years now. So we started Eternal Being um, down to my own health issues. I was battling um, with uh, bulimia um, and from a very young age, I was prescribed medication from the GP and was seen by the hospital on a weekly basis, um, which then affected my mental health. But more importantly, as I know now, it was my digestion. Um, and I became very seriously ill. So I'm very passionate about poo, um, as my clients call me the poo fairy. Um, so everything that we do within Eternal Being is about gut health. And that leads into all the other bits that we do within Eternal Being. So why is Eternal Being successful? Um, Eternal Being has been successful due to ourselves, obviously, um, but always listening to our client. And through uncertainty, for instance, like Corona-19, we were able to break every boundary to be able to still reach out to our clients. and. That was amazing. Um, the work that we've done during a very, you know, vulnerable time, the success is reached out there. And since reopening again, seeing those clients that have lost weight, they've got their gut health back on track, they've got their relationships in order, um, they've not got anxiety, they've not got stress anymore, they're going to toilet properly. Seeing that has made such a massive difference, but we are always exploring new methods and continuing educating all the time. So I continuously are studying, continuously speaking to experts out there to really push the boundaries. Um, working with the Complementary Medical Association has made a massive difference as well, um, which I'm now a fellowship of. So if I don't know the answer, I will find the answer. I think that uh, part of the reasons why uh, Eternal Being has been a, a success is I think that you are someone that values outsiders' opinion yeah. and like act on what they've actually said. And I think like when we talked at the start of lockdown, I was like, you just need to fucking go all in on this. Like, didn't I? I was like, yeah. stop pissing around with everything else you're doing. Just quit whatever you're trying to do and just go all in on this and it will work. And you believed me. 
I trusted you. Yeah, you believed me in a position where my advice that I was giving you was like, get loans, do this, take a risk. It sounds mad. It will. Yeah. And it's like, it's, it's, it's true. It's, it works. It's crazy because, you know, the uncertainty at that particular time, that's what I've always done is was, was to have that belief. But then all of a sudden, everything was upturned. I, you know, that week, my clients were fully booked. They were contacting me saying, please, please do it. You know, I don't care about lockdown, but you know, I, I couldn't. Yeah. So you you pulled it out of me, Sam. You pulled it out of me. And I was able to work with those clients remotely. And seeing, even though I didn't see them in the clinic, seeing them on Zoom calls, wow. And then me to put together the nutrition plans, but also um, the home kits that I did with them so they could do stuff at home and talking to them on a daily basis. Because by talking to somebody on a daily basis, you facilitate that change. It keeps them motivated, it keeps them driven, but also a sounding board that they can come back. And when they are having a wobble, it's all right, it's normal. Yeah, it's, it's okay, you've made a mistake, don't worry about it, Let's, it's a new fresh day and move on. And that's exactly what you did for me and Eternal Being Sam, so I thank you for that. I think it was a bit like, uh, I think that, because um, I know you personally, it's easier to, it's easier to just <laughs> talk to you and be a bit more blunt about it. But I think that there was, um, I think there's a part of it where we both probably had to grow up at the same time yeah. at the start. And I was probably about four weeks in front of you in terms of putting my big boy pants on. <laughs> um, and I think that like, I think that one of the things that you, the journey that you're going on now with the, with the business and with, with yourself, I think that you've, realize that there is a next level massively and it's kind of like it's not that level isn't unavailable to you for background or educational reasons or whatever it is but it's like the mental commitment that you need to make to yourself to go up the level and i think that the work that we've done throughout lockdown with each we did together like we were like sitting looking at spreadsheets, weren't we? I was trying to show you like the financial yeah, future yeah, and going yeah, like, totally. if we do this, this will mean this. And you were kind of like, is that how from someone booking on a Zoom call, is that going to mean this? And I was like, I promise you this will happen. And I feel like there was a massive uh, part of the bit where I don't mean this, like, I don't mean this derogatory either, where it was like, actually, I just need to fucking grow up slightly. Yeah, totally. like, I need to start taking a bit more ownership of all of this yeah. stuff. Yeah, and I also, I also, you know, it, and this is important for clients as well, you know, life gets in the way. So you, you, you're working really, really hard in your business, but you've also, you've got these other hats that you're wearing. You're a mother, you're, you're, you're somebody's daughter, you're somebody's... Uh, um, get my teeth back in my dyslexia moment but but literally you know you're wearing all these different hats at all different times and then you've got your business head and then you have this complete uncertainty that is a stop and you you freak out it's normal your body goes into that fight flight response and you need to have people around you that boost you up and it's good energy to be able to do that and that's what you did, you know. We had a giggle along the way, you know, because that's important as well. But, you know, I look back on my career and the stuff that I've done in the past and what you did was you brought that back out of me again because I plateaued. And now I've got that belief now that I can open any door and if a door closes, there's a reason that door closes, but I'm just going to keep going up and up and up and up. 
And I've reached out to so many people during lockdown, which has opened so many other doors, which has made Eternal Being expand and to give even more value to my customers. So it's huge. The problem that you are having, it, it was the value piece though. So like when, yeah. when we spoke, I told you that you needed to put the prices on and I could see you think to yourself like, we're going to charge more. And I was like, yeah, because you will clean out the problematic customers that don't want to pay yeah. it. And your loyal customers will just think, well, it's cost her to sort this out. So therefore that we're going to have to be charged more. And then when we looked at like, we were analysed the value that you were putting into the business, there was actually little return <clears throat> for the stuff that you were doing for free. Yes, so we totally. quickly just identified that we needed to turn the free stuff into paid stuff. Yeah, because I was devaluing yeah, what Eternal Being was about. And also then on my website, I wasn't actually putting that out on my website that that's what I did with a client before they even came into the clinic. And lockdown taught me, wow, okay, you, you can't treat anybody. So what can you do? Well, they were the things that you were doing before lockdown. Yeah. So build the value. Yeah, totally. And you get even more trust. You get even more trust from the client, rapport with the client, and they're able to open up to you with the most darkest secrets, which means, you know, that's scary for anybody to be able to do that. But that's when they overcome the boundaries that have got in their life to be better people. I think one of the one of the things that we conquered, we, well, we sort of like conquered in your business in that first part of lockdown was like <clears throat> actually not being afraid of what the value was. Yes. And I think that before lockdown, you had a really nice business that was chugging it shuntering along really <clears throat> and then obviously you, you you face the same as many businesses like oh we're never going to have a business again but like you face the same as many businesses like we're not going to have a business again but like we just looked at the value of what you were offering and made sure that we were actually getting financial reward for yeah. that value now that at many entrepreneurs it's kind of like the first bit you don't think that you could charge for so it's like when we when i set this business up i used to do all the work for free before billing them when it went live. And then sometimes the client would be an arsehole and cancel the next month. Yeah. So I'd done like six days for free to get one day paid for and then they cancelled. So the moment that I started charging, this is all we did with you. I remember saying to you, like, the moment that I started charging for the setup fee, the client took it more seriously. Yes, and they spent totally. more in the long run. So it's, all, also, it's all about value. And also the other thing is, is that you know, people use the word time. No, that's your energy. Again, going back to, yeah, you know, is, yeah, our, yeah, you yeah, know is, our yeah. vibrations and so on. Energy is absolutely everything. So why would we want to waste our time or energy to people that are not taking it seriously? And that's exactly how I work within the clinic. You know, I, I did that prior to lockdown. It worked even more so when I was talking to people over the phone and then onto Zoom, because you, you, you do the Zoom consultation and you knew, I can tell straight away whether I can work with that person or not and whether we're compatible, whether what they're wanting is achievable so quickly and being able to, to be honest with somebody. Um, not everybody wants to know the honest answer. No, they don't. And when you give them the honest answer, they're quite shocked. So the biggest thing I would say to people out there is be real, be true to yourself. 
be true and, and, and also know your niche, know your niche well. Um, and when you know your niche, you can break that ceiling out. You, you really, really can. And that passion comes across to your clients, which makes them have lots of energy as well and wants to work with you because they know that they're going to get the right going forward with you. What advice would you give to somebody starting a business? Understand your passion and work really, really, really hard and understand the reasons why you're wanting to go into that business and educate. Put the money that you're putting into the business back into the business. That was the biggest thing that I did. Um, when I first set my business up, I had four jobs. That's not, not everybody can do that. Um, and you, you can get into yeah. burnout, okay? So you do need to appreciate burnout as well. But it doesn't happen overnight. It's a process that can take years, okay? So you have to be in it for the long haul. If you want in a quick fix, there's no point being your own, having your, your own business at all. So you also need to get outside people in and to look at parts of the business that you're not so great at to really push out those boundaries. So it's down to real hard work and also sacrifice. You know, when your friends and that are going out and doing all these different things, you, you could be up till 11, 12 o'clock at night putting together a, a plan or whatever it is that your business or if it's catering, you're working to, to all hours and be expecting that you'll be doing everything at the beginning. Everything. I remember in the, the early days of doing my own business cards yeah. and flyers. Yeah. And I look back on them, I'm like, oh my God, how, did, how was I successful? <laughs> but the biggest thing was website. One thing is website. I've always had a website since day one. Um, website presence is so important. A lot of what you do is directly linked to mental and physical health, isn't it? So, yeah. uh, you know, uh, mental health is a uh, mental health problem. It is literally the worst thing to try to overcome. It's not like visible damage. It's the it's all internalized, and I think that. Helping somebody with a mental health condition is also quite draining. So thinking about the start of that, so thinking about somebody that's maybe just identified that they've <coughs> got a mental health issue or they're not feeling the best. Yeah. What piece of advice would you give to somebody at that point, at that junction in life? What should they do next? They need to see an expert. Um, they need to talk, not to suffer on their own. Um, but is there anything more like before you get to expert stage? Because like you might like let's say for someone said, so, "Well, I've got an appointment and it's four weeks time." Yeah, and that's going to be the mental part of yeah. their journey. Like, what what things can they do, like right now, to make themselves feel better? Write themselves a list. Yeah. Of the things that they did love. Yeah. And start working on it, and not be, just focus on that. You know, focus on journaling every morning, having a routine. Routine is, is, is a key point with mental health. Without a routine, sleep deprivation, you know, eating the wrong foods, not exercising, getting fresh air. The simple things that are free. Yeah. They're free. Um, and also, who are you centering yourself around? Are the people that you are centering yourself around good for you? Are they actually affecting your mental health? 
So what you're talking about really is like, uh, what you're actually saying is anybody that's suffering with a mental health problem right now, simplifying what they're doing, streamlining what yeah. they're doing, getting a routine in that involves some form of fresh air and exercise yeah. and giving themselves a bit of time yeah. to nail that bit. You know, the, you need to, when, when you, you suffer with mental health and, you know, I'm a person that suffers with mental health, so this is very personal to me as well, is if I don't have downtime, I burn out and I am no good to anybody. So you have to realize that, that there's a reason why you are suffering right now um, and you need to give yourself time. You need to be kind to yourself. And we're not very good at that. No. We're not good at that. So we will use our triggers to affect even more, drinking, smoking, eating, um, be, choosing to be in an abusive relationship. It, it, it comes in so many different ways. Taking lots of medication with from the from you know certain fields um which actually in the long run are not dealing with the root cause um and for me dealing with the root cause is really important but start off with small steps don't run till you can walk how do you separate personal work life <laughs> <laughs> that you, that that's quite difficult you know when you run your own business you run it all the time so if you're not willing to sacrifice certain parts of your life, then you won't be successful at all. So the people that you're around need to understand that and they want to go on that journey with you. But I've realized over the years how much that can really affect your boundaries um, of home balance, okay? Very good at being at work, very good of being a workaholic um, because you're getting this boost all the time that you're helping these amazing people see the light um, and then you get home and you've got nothing left to give to the people that you love the dearest and that's really quite difficult so I've learned that over the last I'll be honest the last five years um, so it took me some time too um, so I now realize that I need to have those boundaries in place because otherwise it affects the people that I love dearest at home because I'm coming back with energy that I don't require. So I now realize that I have to do certain things in a certain way of routine for myself to keep myself energized when I get home. So I need my, I need my own space. So I make sure I get my own space and I have that 80% rule. So 80% is at work and the other 20% is for my family, which might seem small, but that's what comes with running your own business. I think that every person that runs their own business has to work on that. But I think that there's a really, I think when you set up your own business, I think you have to look at your immediate support network. Yeah. And A, understand that that's going to shrink mm. because they won't want to support you. Yeah. Because they don't understand it. Yeah. And they're, they're afraid for you. Mm at the thought that you might have run your own business and they so that they disappear. But I think that um, it's really important that you actually have somebody that does understand it. Yeah, and sounding um, board. Yeah, but just someone that's prepared to be committed to yeah. supporting you because it's shit for quite a long time until mm. it becomes good. Yeah. And then, then your actual version of good is completely redefined to when you first started it. Exactly, because you can you can actually have tunnel vision. Yeah, you can. You know you do it, need tunnel vision though. Yeah, to start you, yeah, with. you do. You, you're so 
fixated yeah. on on getting there and you can lose grasp of your own surroundings outside your work environment but you do need that that drive um, but you also then re- need to realize in your own personal life actually i need things to actually properly switch me off and that's where for me exercising and training which i've always had in in my life um is so so important so you know having even though i'm a, a pt myself I, I actually go and see a personal trainer who understands this and understands when my switch has gone down of not believing in myself and as he says to me michelle i'm here to switch you off get that bad voice out of your head right now because i know how driven you are i want your body to be exhausted mentally and physically and then you feel amazing you can push these walls down you know um so so yeah and for me having your own coach as well is important and to be able to you know when things are not feeling great it's okay to explore it with those people your biggest inspiration my biggest inspiration who do you think it is me yeah (laughs) who do you think it is I'll, I'll take that pressure off you. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, wicked. <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger is awesome. Arnold Schwarzenegger is awesome. It's yeah. absolutely awesome. If I'm awesome. having a low point, and my husband, Boo, or Steve, um, is very good at this, he will put something on for me just to, to see Arnold Schwarzenegger. Let's not get to in, the uh, chopper. Yeah, yeah. Not, you know, not for any of those reasons, but, you know, he came... Can I swear, Sam? Yeah, of course you can. He came from a shit background. Shit background. He went, he had a dream. And I know that's a cliche thing to have, but it's not. You know, if you believe in something so much, you can push mountains down, mountains. What he's achieved in his lifetime is immense. More importantly, the struggles that he's had along the way, you know, his father dying that he didn't have a good relationship with and he went and blew it out of the water by competing and winning you know i get that i get that i've had huge sacrifices which most people would not understand because they'll be like no i'm sure you can't do that but if i'd listened to those people around me i wouldn't be where i am now so yeah, he's my inspiration. There's a brilliant Arnold Schwarzenegger video from years ago, and he's talking about like belief and drive. Yeah, and he describes himself as like his other option if he didn't do that was would be yodeling in the valleys. Like, it's, kind of, <laughs> like, it's kind of like that. He was like, I either do this or be a yodeler in the valleys. And it's yeah, Arnold Schwarzenegger is a really and, inspiring. And, and also that that in itself, you know, if I wasn't driven and I wasn't the way I am I could quite easily be I'm sorry to say I could be in a mental institution you know I I, I could have made some awful mistakes along the way I have made some bad mistakes which I've learned from that to discover who I am but you know I think it's important to have that 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 dream having that goal having that inspiration that just just, just proves it. So on Schwarzenegger is, is the one, and I love his two donkeys as well. Yeah. <laughs> advice for your younger self. If you had to give your younger self some advice, retrospective, what you've learned, what would it be? To believe. 
just to believe and to be kind to oneself. If you've got um, no self-belief, you've got no chance. Exactly. Yeah, literally. Um, and Do you know what mine would be? Go on. Mine would be believing that it's going to come, but it's not going to come as fast as you want it. Yeah, it's not going to happen tomorrow. No, so putting the seatbelt on and playing the patience game. And you're on a roller coaster. Yeah, that's being being patient. You've got to hold on tight. Being patient is the being patient and doing the same thing every day. Being consistent. Yeah, is what I would say. Is being consistent and having that routine of that and understanding your layout of your day, I find is a real key point. You know, I I did too much, far too much. I look back and think, how the bloody hell did yeah, I used to do that? So much work. So, wow. Okay, but. I now can step back and think, you know what? You did that to get that belief. Um, I now understand my day that where I have my most energy and when I have my lowest energy and when I'm more productive. So when I'm working, doing my work, whether it's um, with Sam, whether it's with my PT, whether it's with my clients, whether it's um, putting together nutrition packages or counseling or healing work, I know the areas of the day that I'm best to do that to get the best energy source for myself and having a, a really good bedtime routine for yeah. myself as well. Has social media been for you? Social media is everything. Um, and when I say that, I mean that from the bottom, bottom of my heart. The reason being is, is that you as one individual cannot do it, okay? You can't. No matter how good you think you are, you will take away focus on what you're meant to be doing within your business. So to get onto the, all the different platforms that there is now, is huge to be able to connect all of that. You know, when I first started, it, the website, you know, internet would only really, you know, <laughs> was a play in the game, but I was on that straight away. As soon as I opened my business, that was, website was everything. And then I realized that I needed to get on other people's websites to advertise my business. And then I understood, and again, this is being on the spectrum, this spider web effect, yeah. you know? all these different ways that you can reach out to all these different types of people and why that's so important to get your voice heard. So social media and, and especially during lockdown was a massive key point, massive key point, which made my business from there where I'd plateaued to up there. And I'm just going to keep going and going and going and going. So I highly, highly recommend you need to invest. You really do to invest and listen to your team. Listen to your team because they've got your best interests to heart. Come and join Sam. <laughs> Michelle, you have an ability to look into people's souls. What does that mean? Yeah. Wow. Okay. It's a gift. Um, I realised from a very, very early age that I was different to other people around me. Um, and... That was quite tough as a child because you don't know how to deal with your emotions. You don't know how to deal with your environment. Um, so I tried to change who I was um, hugely to just fit in with the crowd, to fit in with everybody else. In turn, what did that do to myself? It turned me into having massive mental health issues. Um, so much side, side that that then went into my digestion, which um, I tried to commit suicide, so it is huge. 
So literally I turned it round down to really special people in my life that could see what was happening and experts. And I rediscovered myself. And for me, I have an, an amazing gift being on the spectrum, being severely dyslexic, that I'm able to feel things that most people just, they, they just can't see it. You know, they just can't see it. It doesn't even need to be walking in a room. It's over the phone, it's everything. I feel every single sensation and that is powerful. Um, so that's how I see into people's souls. It's their energy, it's the vibration straight away. I can read them immediately. I can read whether they're lying. I can read whether they're not telling me the truth. But what I'm, I'm good at doing now is, is that I can hold back. Um, I've now understand my triggers <laughs> um, and those triggers are also a gift as well because by holding back I get I gain more so I'm able to read what they may be not saying to you and address those issues with them and be able to ask them the key questions to to pull it out of them right so red flags hit us up with some red flags when you eat someone so red flags for me are huge um I worked for a period of time as a probation officer um, I used to work with lots of different uh, offenders and I'm able to identify straight away a narcissist and a sociopath. Um, so without them saying anything. And that's where, again, where my gift comes from that I'm able to see into their soul. So I know whether I can help them or not. And that answer would be no regarding that, those two different areas because they're cruel. You can't help. No. At all. You can't. You burn so many years of your life trying yeah. to help. And, and, and also the other thing is, is your, your energy working as, you know, as an empath and, and, and being able to feel so much, you want, you want to, to heal them. And you waste your energy and your time doing that because they will get a fix for breaking you down. How has this, so your gift to actually read people, how has this helped your business? It gives me a choice of whether I want to work with that person or not. But more importantly, working with staff as well. So I am able to pull out what I need to, to see if they're compatible with myself and be able to, we can, you know, boost each other up. So my weaknesses, you know, is admin, you know, it's, it's, I have special software that, you know, reads it out to me and I dictate into it. But, you know, it's important that we understand each other's weaknesses, but also our positivity with each other to complement that with each other. And there's the same with my clients, you know, I struggle pronouncing words I, and my clients laugh at me, but in a kind way, because they actually understand that the truthness of me is wanting to get the best out of them. So they will fill the gap sometimes when it comes out a bit gibbly gosh. Um, so, so yeah, it's, it's an important part of a business to understand who you can work with and who you can't work with. And remember what your niche is and whether they're right for your niche. So I think that listening to that, I think that, that your ability to actually do, uh, you know, read people, I think has created a loyalty amongst your client base. And I think that 
there is an aspect to the treatment that you provide which is holistic but then there's also like a certain level of emotional security that you provide with the treatment hence the premium price tag um <laughs> and, I, and i think that that's what creates loyalty with your customer it's that they that once you get past that weirdness that that when that first time that you do it to somebody once you overcome that, that connection weird, that connection yeah it does feel more but form a loyalty with the with the clients because you actually know that you understand yeah i do and i think that's and when you when you understand like that on us on so many different levels and you're able to take somebody through that that, that journey Oh, wow. It's magic. It's pure magic. You know, the, the buzz that you both get from each other is huge. So, so yeah. I think if you were applying that, like, lesson or that piece of, that, that, that tip, because, like, not everyone's going to be, everybody has the ability to be able to read somebody, but the actual, the advice from that is, like, turning something that you are good at and making sure that it provides almost like a customer service element. Yeah. Through, through your business so it's like whether you're making content or you're making chocolate or you're you're making if you own a bar whatever it is understanding your customer and having something that means that that customer feels loyal to you yeah is is the advice there isn't it it's, it's, it's also, you're good at yeah and, and also that. you know feedback is, is 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 crucial you know every client that comes into the clinic they, they will get an email coming across to them asking about their experience, no matter how many times they come. And that feedback is, is critical for us to move forward, to keep changing and evolving through, through, this, through this journey of this universe. But more importantly, you know, taking on criticism, taking on criticism is important, but you also have to understand criticism. Is it factual? Or is there something else that's involved in that? And that's what I am very good at, is being able to pull it apart to say, mm, okay, let's weigh this up and explore that with the customer or explore that with the people that you're working with within your business and with your staff as well. So evaluation is everything as well as is the feedback at the beginning as well. What do you want to get out of it? For me, is to go global. Um, across the world. I want to change people's perception on gut health. Um, the, the word poo. Why is everybody scared of it? You know, pooing is amazing. Okay. And, and it is. We all you do know? it. Exactly. And, you know, my clients come with a poo fairy and I've been called some amazing names um, <laughs> since coming back um, from, from being out of lockdown and coming into the clinic and like, oh my God, Michelle, nobody's made me feel that relaxed apart from my husband so or, or their wife. So literally, you know, that is an amazing thing, being able to get somebody in something called parasympathetic nervous system and to get them to relax so they've got better sleep, their skin looks better, they're not bloated anymore, they're making better choices in their life. I want to spread that word out there about gut health and how much you can change within your life habits that are bad habits into good habits and most people don't recognize the simple one just looking at their mobile phone all the time releasing the dopamine in, in, in the gut continuously so if if i can get the key to stop children in particular that i'm very passionate about which again i've seen a lot since coming out of lockdown seeing problems in their gut health that's huge and also understanding children on the spectrum like myself that they don't need to go through life feeling isolated they can feel alive and use their magic gifts like i have 
Michelle had some amazing advice uh, for starting a business. Uh, passion, belief uh, all came across in her video, um, not being too hard on yourself. But I think fundamentally, the biggest takeaway from anybody watching Michelle's, uh, Michelle's story is actually taking the time and the care to look after yourself. One of the things that lots of entrepreneurs do is neglect the body, neglect their mind, neglect their diet in the early stages. And in fact, if I were to reflect on my journey from being an entrepreneur, if I'd have took my, took my health, my fitness and my diet more serious in the early stages, I probably would be quite a bit further along my journey now than I actually am. So that completes this episode of Spotlight With. Don't forget to like, rate and subscribe and we'll see you really soon for some more episodes.